Welcome to Scalable and Saleable, where we find out what great entrepreneurs have done to scale their businesses to millions. Stay right here for the next few minutes to leverage validated methodologies for growth and create a way more scalable and a more sellable business for yourself. Let's get started. Thank you so much for being here. Would you mind telling our audience a little bit about who you are and what your business is? Hi, Jeff. Absolutely. Glad you glad I could be with you this morning. So um, I'm Jesse Alexander. I've uh, been leading IT services uh, and other businesses for the past 30 years. The last eight as uh, president and CEO. And I'm currently leading a, uh, a, a company called DHR Pro, which is a layer. It's a software that presents all of the patient history from any EHR and any provider in a way that just gives the physician that actionable view on the patient uh, in a way they've never seen before. Uh, and we really believe that ability to cross over all of the EHRs and all of the providers to give that patient information is going to improve clinical results, patient care, uh, compliance to health standards, uh, improve on billing uh, compliance, and uh, and will really be revolutionary in the industry. So awesome. uh, that's what I and what I do is I help uh, companies like like DHR Pro grow past each of the inflection points in a healthy and profitable way. So excited to be with you today, and uh, hopefully we can uh, pass on some lessons learned. Yeah, and and you've you know been involved in multiple companies and have learned a lot of lessons. What do you attribute your growth to? Uh, great question. Would you say that the personal growth or growth of companies or both? Uh, let's say for for your business, business businesses. So mm -hmm. uh, look, it really comes down to a couple of things. Um, I subscribe to uh, a. a, a, a organizational leader. His name is Patrick Lencioni. You might've heard him written some of the books, you know, the five uh, dysfunctions of a team, the advantage of a number of others. The ultimate that I get from him is really, it's an issue of um, creating a healthy culture and a healthy company comes about first and foremost about knowing what your vision is going to be, what your direction, your goals and all that, and making sure that that company understands what the true North is of the business. And then second of all, communicating that clearly and repeatedly. I am actually the chief reminding officer for my company. And, and making sure that I know that um, helps the company continue to stay focused on what's important for what we do. And so then the third thing that is really important about the successes that, we've, that you asked about is really a, a laser focus on what's priority. And that also means what's not priority. Giving your team the permission to not have 10 number one things to go after and truly understand that there's a one, two, and a three. And by the way, because of those priorities, priorities number eight, nine, and 10, we do not need to do this week or this month is freeing and important. And that just helps make a company realistic in what we're asking for from our staff while we continue to move the needle forward. And that's the discipline of execution and communication, I think is really important to help companies succeed. Yeah, man, I, I love that. I love chief reminder officer, which, you know, they say when you get to the point where you're tired of hearing yourself say something, 
yeah. is just starting to sink in. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Um, it, I'm sure you've learned a lot along the way based off all your past experiences. If you were coming into a brand new business, a different business, what would be some of the first things you think you would look into to start growing that company? Oh, absolutely. You know, look, uh, I, I have done that a couple of times. In fact, having just come on board with uh, DHR as his president uh, and running the entire business, um, you know, uh, there's a philosophy I call uh, listen, learn, and then lead, mm -hmm. right? Some people call it the 30, 60, 90 day plan, right? I, I like the listen, learn, and lead approach because of course, I and other leaders are going to come into a business and we're hired because we know stuff, right? Our background, our experiences, our education have all equipped us to be able to deliver in the environment we're in. But if we come in thinking we know everything, then we're going to make mistakes. And, and more important, our staff is not going to respect us because as we know as leaders, our team already has been there. They have the experience. They know what's working. They know what's not working. They know what we've tried and failed with. And talking to them about what has been done, getting their insight, and then using that to create the go forward true north plan. And then the steps that we're going to go after that. That is that one, it grows your knowledge and actually awareness of the what's happened before so that you don't step in the same holes, landmines that were there. Um, so that when when something is, you know, it was tried before, but it failed and you know that's the right thing to do, you now have a better idea of why it failed before so that you can make sure it succeeds. And then most importantly to me is that when you listen and consider your staff's um, history about the skeletons they share with you, you now have a, a, a greater ability to get them on board, get their buy-in, and you're building a culture of respect and, and growth together. And so mm -hmm. those are the things I think really help an organization yeah, when you're coming on board to listen, learn, and then lead. Then and make those, and I say almost, if not every entrepreneur has ADD. Um, I don't think I've met one yet who doesn't. And that's over a lot of years. Uh, I don't think I've met an entrepreneur, like a true entrepreneur that didn't have ADD. So that listening could be really difficult, actually. You know, you could hear the first few words and then you're off in, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're you're right. I mean, and and that there's there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I uh, I work in a situation right now where our founder is somebody who is a vision guy and who also has ADD and who you know can just continues to hey, what about this? What about this? What about this? <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. The priority, the absolute need to make a company succeed is actually execute on those ideas. I mean, there's a saying, and I don't know who said it, but I like it. It's that, you know, a, a, an idea is worth nothing. The plan to execute it is what's worth millions, right? Mm. So when an, an entrepreneur who is a great vision guy, who knows what's going on, who, who has, when they couple themselves with somebody like myself who can translate vision to execution, and who can focus the company so we achieve rather than just talk about things, that's when it's an entrepreneur's dream will come to reality. And you need to know how to partner that way. 
Yeah, and, and and most visionaries are terrible at execution. They're definitely I I have friends that are great at both, but they're definitely outliers. Yeah, um, yeah. and you but you don't you know it takes all types. You have to have a visionary with your company to know to know where you're trying to go to and what's possible and dream the big dreams and ask the questions. Hey, could we do this right? But you got to surround yourself with people who say. How do we how do we do that within the finite resources we have, and then how do we make a dream a, a visionary dream into a, a, an executable plan? Right. Yeah. Um, what do you feel most small business owners do wrong? Well, that's a that's a great question. Um, I would suggest that a lot of times what I see the biggest problems are is a failure to focus on the basic blocking and tackling, right? You're, you know, you win clients, you win customers because of the service or the product that you're offering. And when you take your eye off that ball, when you're focused on these other things that you could do and you're not focused on delivering, delivering what you've been hired to do gives you that right to then ask for more, gives you right. that right to ask for referrals um, and to grow your business. So what I, the biggest thing I see is people not paying attention to deliver, do the basic blocking and tackling and do that really, really well, because that's right. what for the business. Right. Yeah, Cause then you get that churn. And, and I remember when my, when my son was a little, little tiny kid in a bathtub and, and I was trying to, he's sitting in the tub, I'm trying to fill it up with water and I crank the faucet full blast and I'm sitting there, I'm probably on my phone or something waiting for the thing <laughs> to fill up. And I, about a minute later, I look up and it hasn't gone up at all. And I realized I never closed the drain. Yeah. And I just saw that I was like, oh my God, that's like leads coming in and like existing business going out the door and you get stuck. Yeah, um, churn and attrition is just, it's horrible, right? You know, we all know that it takes, you know, so much more effort to bring on new clients, new customers than it does to maintain existing customers. And yet, and yet sometimes, unfortunately, folks don't pay attention to that attrition. They don't focus on delivering what they've already sold. So that's the base here. I'd say, hey, do that. Yeah, I've seen salespeople that that they like the hunt part of it, but then they're just in the detailed little follow-up when they have somebody 97% there, but they're like bored with that part oh. and they're, <laughs> they move on. I don't want to follow up and send the thing. Like, I, I want to get the pitch in the whole, <laughs> you know, like you, you already did the hard part, but. um, The uh, hunt is not done until the beast is down. So yeah. you got to get, you got to get someone to sign it, but yeah, you don't want to have to keep hunting because you got a back door. So um, the focus on delivering well is is hugely important, but and then and then using that, leveraging those wins to get referrals to win others. That's the that's the that's the key to success, right there. Yeah, if you could go back in time to when you were first starting out and say one thing to younger you, what would you say? Oh, you know what? That's an easy one. I learned early on, but shall I say not early enough on? to never be, to don't be the bull in the china shop. I, I distinctly remember a couple of times where my boss has said, take the hill, go do this, go do that. And I did it and I did it really well. And I pissed off some people and destroyed some work relationships because of that. And um, after, after doing that a couple of times, I, real, I, I realized, huh, 
I'm taking the hit for my boss. And, and there's a better way to do this. So you can be aggressive and you can accomplish big, hairy, audacious goals, but you don't have to be mean or, or in, imprecise or, or just um, destroy relationships with it. Right. Figure out how to do something like that and build bridges with other people instead of tearing them down. Yes. Um, what questions should I be asking you that I haven't? Oh, man. Um, what questions? I, I would suggest that we could talk about, um, since we're talking about entrepreneurs, right? Uh, mm -hmm. We could talk about fundraising. We could talk about how do you um, how how do you get to an exit? All right. Um, so, like for example, I I come out of one of the areas I come out of is the MSP space, the managed managed services provider and managed security services provider space, and there's a lot of focus there on running your business in a way that will allow you to sell for ten and twelve x EBITDA, right? But the things that you need to do to run your business in a way that maximizes what you can sell means that you're not investing in the current business. So when you're talking to entrepreneurs, there's a focus on investors, funding, and exit. And I would suggest making sure that you're running your business in a way that builds a healthy culture that allows you to support your your current clients which means you have to reinvest profits you can't just take it to a bottom line you can't just say hey i'm making 40 or 45 percent gross margin and so woohoo i'm going to go ahead and save all of that right i'm gonna go buy a hummer now <laughs> exactly right or i'm not going to hire the customer service folks i need to continue providing excellent customer service it's worth investing that back into the core of what you do and when you create an organization that continues to satisfy clients and doesn't have a back door and is uh, earning a good margin there that's that that repeatable history is what's important as you're going to either bring on more investors, try to do a series A or B or C, go to an IPO or sell it, right? And so focusing on uh, creating not just, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to squeeze all the profits out of it right now so I can go ahead and show the, the best value possible for a sale. That's a point in time approach. I would rather, I would highly suggest that folks when they're thinking about funding and exits and all that kind of stuff, that it's much more important to create a sustainable and incrementally improving gross margin or EBITDA um, uh, uh, business than it is to try to push at the last minute. Got it. Um, any final words of advice, wisdom for the entrepreneurs in the trenches? <laughs> fighting for their dreams. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Look, look, remember, you're not doing it alone. You're not doing it alone. You've got a team around you, even if it's, you know, even if it's just a handful of folks because you're a much smaller company, right? Uh, so keep in mind that um, you, you, you uh, can't do everything. So don't burn yourself out, right? You got to pace yourself. 
Uh, and you got to rely on the people around you and you got to make sure that you have fun every once in a while. Right. So go down and go get a beer at the co-working space that you're working at, you know, go, go out, let us some steam, have some fun together. Uh, and just remember you're doing it as a team. So, so uh, rely on each other. I have a personal statement that's mission first people always, we got to get the job done, but you got to do with everybody around you. Mm, 